Before diving into today's episode, did you know that this podcast has a supporters club? By becoming a member, you not only gain access to exclusive content, but also play a crucial role in supporting your favorite podcast. See the link in the episode description to find out more. Now, let's get back to the episode. Ooh, what a mind-blowing film, man. Ten years in the making? I can only imagine how things would have went with the X-Men and the Fantastic Four there, too. Hey, wait a second. Hey, wait, is everyone doing an Infinity War episode this week? Okay, count me in. And you know what that means. Welcome to the J-Man Show, here on G360 Radio. Just when you thought episode 54 was going to be a myth. I'm back everyone and so are you. Welcome to episode 54. Finally. <laughs> you know, I don't get it. Like, when did I get so busy? I guess ever since the J360 Radio Live show was made, it's just been kind of crazy trying to get things done around here. But remember, the J-Men show is always the focal point, And usually, it should be the first show to come up every week anyway. So I'm starting everything on a good note again because we got to go back to order and structure here. So that's why it's Wednesday. This show always drops on Wednesday, so we're going to have it this way. All right? (laughs) Unless something happens and then Thursday is the emergency day, but you know how it usually goes. So bringing it back up to speed, I'm your host, Jay, of course. And man, I saw something very interesting. Actually, has it been a couple of weeks ago? Because I think this is like the third week the movie's been out, so I guess we can talk about spoilers and stuff. But, man, Infinity Wars feels, dude. Like, but you all knew this, right? You all knew Thanos was coming, and you all knew it was pretty much going to be Thanos' movie. And he he left a big impact. I mean, he came in there, he, he beat the Hulk's ass. Hulk got scared, he, he don't want to come out no more. Well, we'll get to the other stuff parts about that i know a lot of y'all are still really really mad at him Uh, i know a good friend of mine named rob he took a picture of thanos and he gave him the middle finger yeah but but come on guys you all knew this you didn't think he was just gonna come in and get all the infinity gems and then they would somehow miraculously beat him in this movie right no that's just not how it works i mean and a lot of naysayers of the mcu are always talking about how they have a villain problem they don't have compelling villains I'm looking over at Killamonger because he had a pretty good point on what he was doing. And not to mention Loki. And The only one I think that was kind of a letdown was Ronan the Accuser. Because I think he had a lot more to him. But luckily though he's coming back in Captain Marvel. So yeah. But you see this is the biggest baddest villain that they were developing for quite some time. All those times that you and I sat there and waited after the credits. After all of that stuff. To see the post-credit scenes of what's going on in space, what's Thanos doing? Exactly. This was what we were led up to. This is pretty much our Super Bowl at best. And it shows that the other team won because (laughs) he just pummeled and beat the crap out of everybody. And they almost had it won too if Star-Lord didn't find out the circumstances of Gamora and the Soul Gem. And I'm like, really? Really, he he just did the Tony Stark thing. He pretty much just emulated what Tony did in Civil War. Not listening to reason, 
listening to his heart and avenging somebody that isn't alive anymore. Oops, gave a spoiler. Hey, but then again, you know what? This is about the third week the movie's out. If you're not going to go at this point, you know, everybody already said something about it to you. I know a lot of people on um, Screen Rant can't keep a secret worth anything, or Cinema Blend, or any of these, you know, geek culture sites. I know Den of Geek just went ahead and just blurred out all the stuff. And it's ridiculous from time to time, because it's like, you know what? I know we're all, as media companies, are thirsty for stories, and we're trying to get them out there to our viewing public. But from time to time, just remember the damn three week, just remember the damn three week rule, and quit finding ways to mess this up for everybody. Cause you know I was being real protective of it. It's not the reason why Fifty Four was late. The reason why Fifty Four was late actually is because, well, you know, we have to take care of things on the job shift and everything else, and you never know where they schedule yet until it's too late. It's one of them kind of things. Even though I should have had the portable stuff set up, so I'm gonna work on doing that again. But going back into it, though, you know, that movie was great. I mean, no matter what people say, some people say, oh, there's been bit parts here. It's all been just pretty much a runaway kind of movie because, you know, you had Tony and company covering the Time Stone and you had the other Avengers covering, taking care of Vision. And Vision got messed up. I'm putting it lightly, but Vision got messed up, man. And you all knew that it was coming. And then, like, Thanos trolled us in the end. And still got the stone from Vision. Oh, man. Even after what Wanda did. And it was just like... It was all futile. I am mad how they just did that. But they, they did it in such a way. And that's because they had the right directors and production staff behind this film. Because remember when everything changed in Civil War. Leading to Infinity War. Everything changed again. The Russo brothers know exactly what they're doing. And, and I gotta commend them for that. Hell, I hope they do master classes, because if they do, I think I'm gonna sign up and take them. Eh, I'm already looking at Spike Lee's, and he's pretty good with what he's, what he's about, you know, because he made some pretty good movies. I haven't saw Sharik yet, but I'm gonna try to look into that sometime this week. But, um, going back, you know, but regarding Infinity War, though, I'm still feeling it. I saw it one time, the movie's still fresh. Some of my favorites are gone, too. I mean, we all lost something, but it just proved something. War is hell. And in the end, you know, if there's no clear victor in sight, which pretty much uh, Thanos is the clear victor, the thing is is that we're sitting there as the movie went off, and we're like, what, what happened? That, that's it? Is that what it is? Oh, that's real messed up. But you see, it's war in the title, folks. He won. He got what he wanted. He did what he needed to do. But it isn't the first time in film that this has happened. You see? And I love this. It's like what I said in the last episode. This is the time for it. This is pretty much everybody in modern times is Star Wars right now. Like, yeah, even though Star Wars has new movies coming out, which, by the way, I gotta let you all know about Solo for a minute. Really, you all are finally giving that movie its due now, huh? For a long time, though, you were right there ready to go after Kathleen Kennedy's blood for as far as I know. You were like, we don't want this. We want the Obi-Wan movie. And, 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 and you, you did this. No, no, we don't want Solo. Wait, the two directors that were going to do Solo are gone? Rod Howard's coming in? You know, it, it's, it's, uh, it's to a point where it's not even a joke with some of you Star Wars fans anymore. Every time there's a new movie, you butt hurt and you all sorts of mad about it. 
And then all of a sudden you start seeing like how the trailer's coming to play and how everything's starting to work out. And then you're all like, oh, I love this movie now. You know what? Shut up. Okay? From time to time you've had your moment. You got comics. You got a whole universe of things to look into. I know at the end of the day nobody can ever do a movie right for y'all. But from time to time just be quiet. You're still going to go see the movie. You're still going to go spend money on the merchandise surrounding the movie. Nine times out of ten, just give it a rest. You know, there's a reason why I didn't do May the 4th this year. That's not the reason. The reason is I had to work. But going back into... um, uh, But like I said before, this is not the first time the villain wins in film. And there's a reason why I brought up the Star Wars fans, not just to go ahead and mess with them. Hell, I'm one of y'all anyway, but I'm not into it to the point where I hate the movies that come out. You're talking to a guy that loves the prequels, for goodness sake. And it's only because the prequels serve as what they serve, an origin story. And if you look at it from just Anakin's point of view, yeah, you're kind of let down on some things. But in episode three, you know, it kind of made a point. And we'll look into that in another episode. But what I'm saying is, is that... It happened in film before where the bad guys win. And as with that Star Wars, if you guys didn't get the hint, it's called Empire Strikes Back. This pretty much is the MCU's Empire Strikes Back. Sure, you thought Civil War was. Not really, because see, uh, Zemo wasn't a member of Hydra. Okay? But you all knew Thanos was coming. And Thanos is going to take it in his own hands. Just like that post credit scene where he said, fine, I'll do it myself. I think he just did it himself. And we didn't even need the idea that he destroyed Xandar. As soon as you saw the orb, or aka the power stone, in that gauntlet, you're like, oh, he just tore Nova a new one. And then I think the second gem he got was the space stone, which was pretty much where he just messed all the Asgardian refugees up. Didn't even see Valkyrie there. You know, and that's a good thing. Because I don't want to see Valkyrie as a bloody mess and stuff like that. And... Where was, um, where was Zorg at now that I think about it? But then again, Zorg was probably that pile of rocks in the background. <laughs> but you see, the fact that he won this, this is actually pretty good. It makes it interesting. It makes it compelling. And that's what makes The Empire Strikes Back so good, too, because of all the revelations. And at the end of the day, the rebels just got the crap kicked out of them. Han got thrown the carbon in. <laughs> and Luke finally met his daddy at the cost of an arm. So, it all paid off. Uh, Of course, you can all go ahead and chime and say, Well, well, the movie that followed wasn't all that good. I don't know. I mean, I actually like Return of the Jedi. I mean, there was a point there with the Ewoks where things got kind of weird, but... You know, it is what it is. But right now, you're all blown away. A lot of y'all are actually excited to see how things turn out now. Even though we gotta wait wait another year to see. And even then, we gotta go through the whole prequels and stuff first, because... Ant-Man and the Wasp came out with their trailer, and that's going to be a prequel to what happened in Infinity War. And then, of course, you have Captain Marvel coming next year. And then that's going to get us ready for Avengers 4. Which, by the way, now that Avengers 4 is coming into play, you got everybody out here with their fan fix again. Everybody with their fan theory. Everybody with all this stuff, because they all know the answers. I'm following the lines. I'm following the lines. This is exactly what's going to happen. I admire your excitement, but from time to time, y'all get a little too crazy with this. These are the five things we want from Avengers 4. Avengers 4 has already been finished. 
Much like how Lord of the Rings were all finished, right now we're just going through reshoots. It's been finished. Relax. Okay? Luckily, though, we only have one year to go. We have to go through all the crazy stuff first, but luckily we have until next year and we'll, we'll be good to go. But you know what will help you with the whole thing about Thanos winning? Because I know a lot of y'all are still upset and I and it kind of kind of gets to me too because you know Dr. Strange said there was no other way you know but here's the thing I'm coping with it in the best way I know how by booting up Marvel superheroes on the PS1 or playing it on the re-release on PS3 which you can't get anymore due to the uh, Disney license and, and stuff like that I don't know, it's it's weird with Capcom and Disney's relationship now, because I think Disney wants to um, do all the computer programming and all the video game designing on their own rather than licensing out, which in a way it's understandable, but in another way it's like, you know, you're kind of putting a knife in this. It's just like the time when Marvel was on its own and they said, well, instead of going with Capcom again, we'll go with EA and make Rise of the Imperfects. Which, depending on who you talk to, was either a good game in terms of aesthetics or it was a good game in terms of, you know, storyline to a point. But the gameplay just really sucked. Me, on the other hand, I think it looked nice, but at the same time, it just wasn't Marvel vs. Capcom. So, what I'm doing is, I'm beating the living hell out of Thanos on Marvel superheroes Because he's the last person you fight against. And not to mention, they did the whole Infinity Watch storyline in there. Of course, it's kind of watered down, and you don't get, like, a lot of your favorites on there. But at the same time, that's your time to beat them down. And I'm wondering in Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, which, well, it's dirt cheap now. You can buy that, too. I guess if you really want to do it with new graphics, me, on the other hand, I don't care. If it's Thanos, I'm beating the hell out of Thanos. So that's going to tie me over until, like, it's Marvel time next year. And whatever Avengers Infinity War, well... Actually, it's not even Infinity War Part 2 anymore, is it? It's pretty much just Avengers 4. So, whatever that movie's going to be about and whatever is going to be done, you know, in a way it's kind of spoiled for us because we already know that Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is coming. We already know Spider-Man Homecoming sequel's coming. We already know, like, some of the movies that are coming after that movie. You see what I'm saying? I'm just hoping that Doctor Strange 2 is going to be there because... I want that whole plotline resolved with Mordo. Because Mordo's out there taking other people's powers and stuff. I mean, granted, he's probably not doing it now because, um, you know, what Thanos did. But <laughs> it is what it is. And everything's going to play out in the end and we're all going to get where we need to be. Well, it'll all pay off. You know what I'm saying? But the thing is, is that there's going to be more MCU movies to come. Oh, by the way, I heard that Comcast is trying to jump into the Disney-Fox merger deal because it's not finalized yet. Like, they're still talking, but in a way, it kind of throws a kibosh to it because a lot of us are like, are they or aren't they? And now Comcast is all wrapped up in it. And they're bringing, like, over $600 million. So, you know, like, all this stuff is just money and pocket play here. Like, at the end of the day, you can't take nothing for granted. But you already knew that when a merger isn't finalized. And then Fox is still out here making X-Men movies. Matter of fact, like the whole Deadpool movie that's supposed to serve as a breather for all of us, that's going to be something exciting because I know a lot of y'all need something after what we just saw, but, like, they had to do something with one of his jokes, like one of the Disney jokes and stuff like that. 
oh, that can't go through because, see, if the merger went through, whatever Ryan Reynolds said regarding Disney probably wouldn't bother him as much. You see what I'm saying? So obviously that's not finalized. So we still have a lot more of that to wait. So everybody that was sitting there excited saying, yeah, it's all coming together. The universe is finally complete. Yeah, you were a little overeager, weren't you? It don't make no sense. I mean, but that's how it goes. And you see, they're not going to go ahead and give up those properties without getting a little bit of money out of them, which is why we got the whole X franchise anyway. Like, you got Deadpool 2, you got X-Force, you got X-Men Dark Phoenix, which, by the way, the X-Men finally look like X-Men now. It only took them this long to get there, but they finally look like X-Men now, at least from the principal photography. I'm just like, you know, the X franchise still leaves me wanting more. That's the thing. Like, and I want that central team dynamic, but there's just so many mutants in it. And then when you look over at Deadpool, you realize that Deadpool's not really a mutant. So it's like, meh. But he's so funny, though, and that's why, you know, we love him. We love him because he's dumb, he's funny, and he's all about the action. And that's just what makes him exciting. So, yeah, he's the cash cow right now, and that's pretty cool. Yeah, and I really do like the uh, poster that said, From the studio that killed Wolverine. Which, by the way, you know recasting is inevitable for a lot of these superheroes, right? Some of these guys are older now. So, think about it. I can't wait to see what happens when a lot of y'all are being butthurt about Iron Man eventually being replaced. Or the fact that Chris Evans is in Captain America after that last movie that's coming out. Oh yeah, you know, after Adventures 4, you know... Some people are going to want to leave the franchise. It is what it is. But, doesn't mean you need to get upset about it. It's just a sign of that it's time to move on. Now, now another thing is, if you haven't seen Infinity War yet, I'm pretty much just trying to layer and lacquer this down in the best way I know how to. I'm not trying to do a spoiler-based kind of feel for it. I'm talking about it from my experience of it. But what I'm saying is, it's well worth the money. So don't try to be cheap about this. Actually go out there and go see this movie. Like, because everything is tied together. Like, the universe in general that they have been building towards, it has come together. Like, seeing the Guardians on screen again, reuniting with um, all of us, that that's a joy. And of course, they're sitting there listening to certain songs from the past and just having a good time. That is well worth it. And then, of course, you have Thor meeting up with the other Avengers again later on in the film. And then, like, everything is just a big payoff. You know, because some of y'all didn't like Thor Ragnarok because of all the changes that happened to him. But, you know, once you go see this movie, you'll see how things turn out. And, like, things change in movies all the time. And this is what, what happened. And the Russo brothers brought it back to full circle. Now, of course, he still has his crew cut, but I think, honestly, Thor does look kind of better with the crew cut. I really do. And I think he had it for, like, um, some moments in the comic run, too. If I'm not mistaken. But, you know, it all pays off. And then Thanos. Thanos is a very compelling villain. You know what I mean? I mean, in the comics, it's like, you know, he did all that stuff because he's in love with death. But this time, it's a little different. They kind of changed the character a little bit, and which they did with all characters in the MCU at best. But the thing is, they did it the right way. And it's what makes him interesting. It's what makes him great in this movie. Like Thanos is one of them kind of villains that you know you hold on a pedestal from time to time. Because it's like, 
He's compelling. He's interesting. He thinks he's doing the right thing. And he's homicidal about it all. But there's just some charm to him. And even Josh Brolin says he's like one of the one of his favorite characters to portray. So don't be cheap. Take your asses over to the theater. Wherever theater you're going to go see it at. Whether it's 3D. Whether it's IMAX. Whether it's, you know, piss poor, whatever. Go see the movie. This is something that you should not miss out on. This is a big event. Now you might be a little late. But, you know, go ahead and make it count. Be there and see this stuff play out. And by the time you see that ending, you're like, oh, man. And then you got that deep feeling in you. Just remember that it's all leading up to something great. And next May, we'll all get to experience it. Then again, you never know. They might move it up a couple of days just like they did with this film. But it was it was great. Like, the humor, the action-packed sequences. But around that time, during the shift in Act 2... You know things start getting real, real serious. So that's what makes it enjoyable. And that's why I'm like, this is pretty much Our Empire Strikes Back. And you know we're going to be holding out for that film. I know Avengers 4 probably has a lot of people lined up just waiting to buy the tickets now. Though I know, like, uh, I'm just excited to see what's going to happen with Hank Lang and ever, Not Hank. Um... I'm just going to be excited to see what happens with Scott Lang and company because we got to see what's going on with Ant-Man and the Wasp, which is coming in July. But, you know, there are some qualms here with Infinity War that a lot of people have noticed. Like certain characters that were essential to this whole storyline in the books, they didn't make an appearance. Like Adam Warlock did not make an appearance. and You know, the thing about Adam is he's coming in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Let him have his appearance there. Things are a little different. This stuff is based on the property. Let it change a little. I'm just wondering who the villain's going to be in that Spider-Man Homecoming sequel. I mean, are they going to go with the Scorpion? Or it seems like they're going to go with something else. And not only that, there's some new news that the Spawn reboot, which is finally finished. I mean, after all, it only took Todd how many years to get it together. But they're looking to cast Jamie Foxx in as the title role. And I think Jamie Foxx could do it. I really do. But, um, man. No, no, yeah, he can do it. Because I, I was trying to think of how he would look as, um, Al Simmons' new face. And then I think about him as Electro and all that kind of stuff happening to his face. And I'm like, yeah, he could do it. Yeah, they got they got the right guy. It's just that I wonder if he's saying yes to the role or if they're looking to say, hey, Michael Jai White, you think he could do it again? You see what I'm saying? So it's like little things like that. And speaking of which, I still think the Spawn movie is like one of the best movies I've seen. Yeah, it has its problems, don't get me wrong. But back in 1997, though, those are some pretty good pretty good graphics for its time, you know what I mean? Doesn't hold a candle to the HBO um, animated series. Now those, all three seasons of that is pretty good. But I kind of wish that, you know, Todd McFarlane and um, Neil Gawain were actually on good terms. So that we can see like that relationship between Spawn and Angela work its way out. See, Angela's back in the Marvel Universe now, but you know, I always remember seeing her in Spawn comics. And like the dynamic between them was so good, but you see, because of the fallout, that's why we had to deal with Jade in season three. Even though she's technically supposed to be Angela. And then I guess they did like some sort of tie in and she got killed. You know, I'll go in depth with Spawn some other time. But you know, I just wanted to touch base on that because that's something new that's coming around. 
But, you know, the thing about it is, it's like, don't get bent out of shape about it. I mean, after all, you know, certain characters can't be, be in these movies because they don't have the proper setups for them or because they are in other contracts that won't let them. You know, honestly, we managed to get Ego in one of these MCU movies, right? So, what's stop In the Watchers, yeah, yeah, we managed to get the Watchers in this. So, in the end of it, I don't see why they couldn't just talk to Fox and say, hey, uh... Can we have the Silver Surfer involved? Um, can we have yada, yada, yada? You know what I'm saying? Because apparently they're not using them. And I mean, Fox can't do a good Fantastic Four movie to save their asses. Oh yeah, the newest one they want to do. They want to do a Doctor Doom movie. Look, I'm okay with a villain protagonist. But you see, unless you have a real good story to support why this character is doing what it's doing... And Doctor Doom does have that because originally a lot of his creation and stuff like that was basically to get his mother's soul away from Mephisto. Okay? But I don't know how in the world they're going to get all that stuff to play out with what they're trying to do. I mean, what is this supposed to be afterwards? He just wears the suit, you know? Is the suit not grafted to him like in the old Fantastic Four movies? Because apparently, you know, it kind of goes against what the character is. Even though the character doesn't wear armor anymore. I don't know. Stuff's kind of weird nowadays. But hey, it is what it is. We just have to wait and see what happens from here on out. But man, that Infinity War left one good note for me. And I just can't wait for it a home release so I can just sit back and watch all of them together. Because right now, it is kind of hard to go back to the older movies. But I'm going to do it anyway. That's just the way it goes. <laughs> And, you know, character deaths are cheap in movies from time to time. Even though this one will hit you pretty hard because of certain characters that you didn't think were going to go were going to go. You know what I mean? But you got to learn how to deal with it, folks. They were in war. That's exactly what war is. (laughs) And, man, just when you thought Civil War was deep, this one will cut deeper. You know, and I couldn't be more thankful for it. Because this is the proper setup for the other movies. This is the proper push that we all need. Because it shows that we all care. And, man, like, dare I say it, but I think Disney's going to have my money for a long time. But the way they keep pushing this stuff around. Oh, which, by the way, over there in the DC Comics universe, they finally got a new streaming system they're trying to put together. And it's got Young Justice Season 3 involved along with a Swamp Thing series. I I know some of you out there are saying, but Jerry, what about Harley Quinn? What about Harley? Okay? Harley's coming. That's good for all of you. Look, if there's one character I'm tired of in the DC Universe, I'm tired of Harley. I see everybody dressed up as Harley. I see everybody wanting to be Harley. I see, like, she's just a psychotic woman that fell in love with a psychopathic guy who abuses and beats her. And then not only that... When she goes on her own or she goes and has her liaisons with Poison Ivy, you know what I mean? It it, it gets kind of, it was interesting in the beginning, but nowadays it's kind of the same thing with the character from time to time. Now, a lot of y'all will disagree with me and some of y'all in the comic section will be mad and be like, how dare he talk about my favorite character like that? Because I can and will because I always do. That's why. And not only that, but because, you know, I, I know her story. You see what I'm saying? And there might be some more depth to her, and there might be some more of this and that. It's whatever, but I don't really care for the character right now. You see what I'm saying? There are other things for me to invest in. 
And that's just my opinion. Just like your opinions are, it's probably to say something about me, my mama, or whatever. And keep in mind, if you ever even try to go ahead and do that stuff, it's nothing I haven't said myself. Now listen, <laughs> now listen to me on these kind of things, right? Yeah, it's just like in Injustice, you know? She's really great to play as and stuff, but there are just times where I'm like, you know what? I just don't care for this character right now. I'm sure later on in life when people stop going ahead and throwing her around everywhere and stop dressing up as her and stuff like that, I'll probably give a damn again, but it's just not going to happen now. But however, as but however, it's good that they're doing all this kind of stuff though because for a while there there's been some plot lines in Young Justice that needs to be resolved and now they're finally doing it after so many times of on and off, hiatus here, there and everywhere. They're finally doing the right thing. So I want to see how this all plays out. And hopefully, you know, things will be resolved. And they'll go ahead and they'll give every single other DC Comics hero a push. You know, because they don't need to throw Batman and Superman at us all the time. And they kind of get the point. But the thing about it is, I want to see a little bit more. Like, you know, maybe Commandy. Yeah, that'd be kind of nice, right? Uh, but you know what? I'm running out of time on the show, ladies and gentlemen, so we're going to have to cut it short from here. This is all I have for you on the J-Man Show this week. Come back next week for episode 55, where we'll look into something else very interesting, too. And what is it you're asking? Well, I guess you have to come back next week to find out, huh? <laughs> but you know what? Until then, I want you all to take care of yourselves. This is Jay, signing off.